Um, all right, welcome people to the Bar and Bar podcast. Uh, this time we have uh, an international friend, <laughs> uh, Lance Issues from uh, Canada in Vancouver. Uh, he's the he's the host of the University of Adversity podcast, uh, based in Canada. Uh, if you haven't heard about that podcast, if you haven't listened, it's um, this is the chance. And Lance, do you want to introduce a little bit yourself so that people can uh, know you more? Yeah, bro. Well, thanks for having me on the show, man. I appreciate it. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Where do I even begin here? I guess just to give context to everybody listening. Um, yeah, I'm in Vancouver, Vancouver, Canada, the West Coast. Um, I moved back here in the beginning of 2018 after living in Australia for five years, which is where we met at the Four Seasons in Sydney at Grain Bar. That's where we met. And um, yeah, man, that's, and then, you know, just to let everybody know, I live there. I had moved, so I was working in the bar industry in Vancouver for many years, all through my 20s, um, all restaurants, casinos, cocktail bars, pubs, everything, right? And my intention in, when I was 29, I got out of a relationship, I was kind of lost, and my intention was to actually get out of hospitality at the time, but I, so I sold everything and, and left to Australia, but when I came to find out was that when I got to Australia, um, hospitality was so much different and just so much more alive. So um, I got into that and worked on the, in the Gold Coast, worked in Port, up in Port Douglas, eventually got sponsored in Sydney. And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where you know, I finished up. And once, that, once I finished at the end of 2017, I moved back beginning of 2018. And uh, been on a bit of a journey ever since, started the podcast. And uh, yeah, man, it's been uh, super rewarding. Yeah, it's been, I remember, I remember when, um, when we used to um, work together. Yeah. You were telling me like, oh man, have you listened to the podcast? And I'm like, yeah, like a long time ago. Like I don't have anything right now to listen or I don't know any, any other shows. So I wasn't more into probably my school and doing assignments and I didn't have like that either free time to listen to a podcast show. So it wasn't like, and it wasn't that big. I mean, it was big probably in the US, um, listening to Apple podcasts and then Spotify, uh, start introducing, you know, the old, uh, the current, um, the shows into that platform. Yeah. Uh, and everyone was listening to Spotify. So it was like probably, I don't know, like two years ago, it was really three years really big um to listening to podcasts again yeah and you were just like telling me this idea of you doing it and I'm like, oh, yeah that's cool man that's really cool and now you have your show and you're the number 10 10 podcasts in oh well, I, yeah i mean it's yeah man i i mean for podcasting it's definitely things have grown i started listening to them back in Joe Rogan was the first one I listened to while I was in Australia. So, well, even a little bit before that, but around 2012, 2013, I started listening to Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, um, Bulletproof Radio. I was really passionate about health and wellness, and I just liked the opportunity to be able to learn about shit 
and you know just to have this like open dialogue without an agenda like you learn stuff from the media or from news or like when you learn things from um the normal way there's always some sort of agenda with with a podcast it was like people giving their real opinions on things yeah you know like you could and people would just you know there it was the raw truth they'd swear or they'd just be honest Never. You know, and you could really learn. And, and I felt like podcasting was a real good way to be like a fly on the wall and really learn from people. And without having to think it was like, it was, it was like unauthentic, right? It was cheesy, like not as, you know, and authenticity was huge for me as far as like, I was just tired of people learning things where I knew that they probably weren't true, but people were just preaching them because that was just the thing to do. So podcasting kind of opened that up to be able to sort of learn. So yeah, man, it's, it was a huge part of like my transformation and and shifting and what I really needed to do and being able to kind of have my own and have people come on the show and share their stories and all that kind of stuff really has helped me. So it's, uh, it's been an incredible journey, man. That's awesome, man. Um, I mean, I know how was your transition from this hospitality to the podcast. Uh, maybe we can discuss it later. But um, when you were a manager, um, like bar manager, what was the um, like? What was different for you to be like a manager in Canada and then in Australia? That you mentioned that it was the hospitality industry was a little bit more different, like alive. And, yeah. yeah that, I mean, I, when I was living in Canada, I never, I wasn't a manager yet. I had only bartended because managing in Canada or over here, it doesn't, it didn't make as much sense financially because because you make so much, so many tips in the bars, you don't really, like there wasn't really a point of, because first of all, wages are way lower. Management wages are way lower. At least they were then. I've been out of the industry since 2012. I don't think management wages have gone up that much. But back then, I was more concerned about working less and making more. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was what I, I enjoyed. And that was my intention when I bartended. I wanted to meet girls. I wanted to make money. Um, and I wanted to get out of there. I didn't care about managing. But when I moved to Australia, it was more of a career move when I got into management. For one thing, the difference is that people get paid a lot more and certain places you also make tips. So the money as a manager in Australia is quite a bit better, but the money as a regular bartender with tips isn't as good. So a lot of people, a lot of good people get discouraged with management in Canada in bars because you work so many hours and you don't make as much money. At least that's how it was for me. Right. But as when I was managing, when I was working for QT, I made great money there, but I worked, a, I make worked a ton of hours, man. Yeah. And four seasons was a little bit better because the, they, it's, it wasn't, it was more structured and I got looked after, you know, and I think we made tips there, not as much, but, that was kind of what I I noticed was different was that 
the pay is quite a bit higher and it just makes more sense for people to get into management in Australia. And it's taken more serious. The yeah. cocktail, the drink scene. Like I really got into it in Australia. I really appreciated making drinks and cocktails and it's a whole other art form learning about that shit. And I didn't care about that when I was bartending before in Vancouver. So that was a big shift for me as well as just seeing the difference in the culture in Australia versus the way it was in Vancouver uh, at the time. So, yeah. And uh, I was, because I was um, discussing this with um, Andrew. Yeah. That, like, obviously no one, no one trained you to be a manager. No one tells you like what to do in, in this scenario or in certain cases, but um, four season runs, uh, like management programs, right? When you like, when you're a bar manager or in-room dining manager, like every week you need to do like some sort of trainings on the computer, or they give you like some programs to like to read and stuff. Like how much, how much, how much training do you have? <laughs> or nothing? Not a lot, brother. Not a lot. Let me let me tell you that yeah. I uh, I um. I somehow got through without a lot. I wish that I would have had more prior because dude, I struggled, man. I struggled. I still to this day with computers and Excel spreadsheets and doing stuff like that. I don't know if I can swear on here, so I'm going to watch. Yeah, you it, can. You can. That's yeah, right. okay. <laughs> I was I was struggling with that shit, man. Like I would try my best to get get help with certain things, you know, um, wherever I could, because I just would literally sit on that computer for an hour trying to figure out how to do Excel and all that. So I would highly suggest anybody that's in management or getting into it is educate yourself. If that's what you want to do, do whatever you can to educate yourself because man, it sucks being in the position where you can't do the technical side of things. Like I could be creative. I can make drinks. I can talk to people. And I think that's what got me through is that I was able to be good at talking to people and good with the staff. And, but when it came to the back of house stuff, man, I struggled and I wish I would have had more, but my passion started to die towards the end, especially when I went off booze for a year. It just, yeah. I just didn't care anymore, you know, but anybody that's passionate about hospitality, it's a no brainer to like, at least educate yourself somewhat, whether that's formally or not at, you know, being able to do the business side of it, the number side of it, because that's such a valuable part of your, it's such an important part of your business. It's the whole thing, right? So yeah, if I could look back now, I would definitely wish that I would have uh, been more educated. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that I really want to talk to you, because um, probably many people don't know, and maybe probably you don't know, but you're one of the persons who inspired me to be behind the bar, even if you didn't drink it at that time. But like the way you make drinks, the way you um, talk to people, the way you behave, and that you push me. Like I asked you once, like, hey, man, like I really want to be behind the bar. I can, I don't know, like I start like washing glasses and, you know, doing the, the stock or uh, passing the bottles to the guys. And you kind of like believe in me and you start giving me shifts behind the bar. And I was like, oh man, that's, that's, that's cool. Like not too many people um, like do it for you. And I just want to thank you because I don't know, man, 
sometimes we don't have too much time to talk like in person or like now in uh, like a video conference. So I just want to thank you that you give me that chance to be behind the bar. And it wasn't, it wasn't just a bar. It was like Grain Bar Sydney, you know, like, yeah. kind of like big bar in the, in the city. So, I appreciate yeah. that, man. I, I really appreciate that. And thank you. I, um, and, and you, you know what, man, like, that's the thing is like, I, I think everybody deserves a, a shot and you are a hard worker and, and I really saw the work ethic in you and, you know, just how much, how much you, you, you worked hard and you're an honest guy and you just were really passionate about it. And I respect that, you know, because there's a lot of people who, who, who dick around, right? There's a lot of people who just aren't there for the right reasons. And you were one of those guys that I was like, yeah, man, this guy's, this guy's great. And um, when somebody asks for something and they're showing that they want it by the actions that they're showing you, then you got to give them a chance. And that's what you were doing, right? If somebody asks you for an opportunity, because essentially you were getting a promotion from serving or whatever, but if you didn't do your other job well, and you aren't actually doing the actions that would get you to the next level, then I would have said no, right? But you were doing all the things right, which only made sense for you to get the opportunity to go to the next level. And you did great, man. Your, your knowledge and all the things you, you took, you took um, responsibility to learn. And, and that's the best thing from a manager perspective is to just see somebody that takes pride in what they're doing and, and takes interest and listens and is willing to learn because if that's how you are, you can do anything in life if you're willing to learn and grow. So um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm glad to see that you've, you know, the progression and now you're, you know, you're managing and bartending and it's, it's awesome, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. Like I, I didn't expect to be here right now. Like now also, especially doing a podcast with you. Would you yeah, be- yeah, man. Anytime, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. And something that I've been like, I don't want to spend, like, I don't know where this podcast is going to take, um, like all the whole program, but, um, I want to also start touching like things like health and like men, especially mental, mental health, like in the bar industry. Uh, and it's something probably that you have a little bit of experience or like it happened to you as well. Yeah. So I don't know if you can share or you can help out with some experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my whole life was shaped around this stuff. And this is a huge concern for me and something that I want to be able to offer and be service to and people in the industry as well. Because the truth of the matter is, it can be it can be an amazing environment, and I I owe a lot of my life to the experiences in hospitality and learning and the relationships and the fun. It was amazing. The money it was all, but there's also a dark side of it. You can get really lost in that if you have traumas or situations in your life that you haven't dealt with, and you use booze to mask that. It can really it can really take you down a dark hole and put you in a dark spot. So a lot of people are playing that game right now in the bar industry where they're going through shit in their life and they're using booze to get through it, which is fine. 
but I was in that situation for many years. Okay. And you know, the partying, the late nights, I did all of that. And I had some of the greatest nights of my life, but I was also in some really, really dark times. And, you know, while I was in Australia, for all you listeners out there, I mean, you know, I, while I was, while I was working, while I was towards the end of my, my spot at QT, my, I lost my younger brother to suicide and then my dad to cancer while I was living, while I was working at Grain, which was like, you know, you guys remember I, it was so sudden. Yeah. Um, it was like, you know, and that was all within 18 months. So that was challenging for me, man. Like to say the least, I was just processing my younger brother stuff and, you know, talk about a mental health issue. I mean, for him to do that, he had his own stuff and I felt bad because I wasn't there for him. And that I went after that, I went down a pretty dark spiral of drinking and drugs. And and that took me to the beginning of 2017, where I decided to quit drinking for a year because I was just, my head was so fucked. And I, I left the other job, took some time off, then started at Grain. So I was three months sober when I started at Grain Bar, you know, and when I started, I had that head start of sobriety for three months. So it was easy for me to sort of start. It was really challenging though to say no to you guys because that was a way of me bonding with people. My whole life was drinking. And that was one of the biggest challenges I've ever done in my life is getting one year of running a bar sober. That was one of the hardest things I ever did. I wrote the cocktail list sober. I spit everything out. Um, There's a lot of things that I did well from being sober, but I miss, I feel I missed out on a lot of fun times too. But during that time, while I was sober, I lost my dad. So if I was to have been in that dark spot of drinking and really like my mental health was at the lower end and that had happened, I would have been fucked. Like, but because I had really started working on myself and really like trying to dig myself out of the hole instead of like, or building on the, 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 the foundation instead of digging myself out of a hole all the time, I was able to process and get through that shit easier than I would have been the year before because the other, normally that would have been, all right, let's, let's drink, let's do whatever there is around, snort whatever, do whatever, because that was just, that was easier than like feeling like shit. And I did that for a long time. So that after that year of being sober in the bars, I realized that bars just weren't my passion anymore. I realized that shit, I personally... I need to move on to something else because I've, there's something that shifted inside of me after seeing two people I care about. I was like, I can't, this isn't my path anymore. And that was such a powerful thing because it was tough for me to leave that industry because it was so, I loved it. And there was so many good things about it. But I also witnessed a lot of dark issues with, like we said, mental health and people suffering through things that they don't even realize they're suffering through. True. And I would love to be able to help the people in the bar industry that want to transition out that are, that were in my position, you know, in your mid thirties and you're sort of like, oh, or early thirties and you're like, all right, if I'm not going to keep going, then what do I do next? Like, I don't like that pressure of like, shit, this is all I got now. But there's also, it's a great way to go. If you want to go the long term. there's amazing places you can work. But there's also people that do it for the wrong reasons that stay in there because they feel stuck, right? And 
that's a that's an interesting dynamic because people can get super depressed and use drinking as a a, a coping mechanism. So it's definitely something that um I had to go through and I'm glad I did, but it's it's definitely hasn't been easy and you know, but it's it's definitely set the path up for where I am today, man. Yeah, like it's really it's really tough what um and like you said, not easy. All the things that you've been through and like quit drinking something that you like, or especially because you were like um and creating cocktails working in behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, man. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. Yeah, many times I just wanted to say, fucking give me a shot, man. Like, give me some whiskey. <laughs> but but also like that's that's give you like discipline, right? Like yeah. that's makes you makes yourself like more conscious about yourself, um, about what you want to do in life in the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to add in now one thing. Like I'm not like I've gone back and forth. I went sober yeah. and then I drank and like I'm currently not sober at the moment right? This has been a struggle for me ever since is staying in that because, but I'm also in a different place than I was then. So I'm a diff, I feel like I've, I, booze has a different relationship with me than it did then, but you're right. Yeah. I created this discipline, but I don't want your listeners to just think like all of a sudden, Oh yeah, I'm sober. It was all fucking easy. It's yeah. not easy. I'm still, I still struggle with it. Right. To, oh. to, to know my limits. And, and, and this is the thing that it's okay, right? That's all right. We're humans. And, and and that's kind of like, that's the way it is. You just, yeah, for me, I just knew like, all right, it's, I got to switch up what I'm doing here. Otherwise it's just going to get worse. So I just wanted to be clear on that. I'm not like, oh, I'm sober. It's been so easy, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, nothing is easy in this life. It's, you need to put a lot of effort and sacrifice a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been, it's it's something that uh, probably we don't like you say like you, we don't we don't know that we are depressed or we're suffering some mental issues and because we we're so close with the with the booze with the alcohol mm-hmm. and because we used to drink it and we liked it we just like keep drinking more without noticing sometimes yeah and we never fix we never fix that issue that um that problem um so yeah I mean. I think in Canada there is there is one like organization that helps bartenders. Don't remember the name, but um, here in Australia as well, like it's really big now, like doing the uh, Movember and those kind of things for especially for men. Yeah, they never speak. They never speak. Out, or we never we never share our mental health. So it's important, and this is this is the reason as well is that. As men, we're raised as being very over-masculine, very alpha. It's if you if you share your feelings, you're weak. You know, if you talk about this shit, you're weak. You know, you get called a pussy or you get you get all this stuff. And so people just feel that it's better to just suffer through it. And man, if you don't if you don't process your feelings, they're gonna manifest in some other form. Your body will manifest them into some sort of sickness or disease or something. It's just the reality of it. Right? Like and and the pro- the problem is is that it, people need m- more places to be able to talk about this shit because we're we're all struggling at some degree, one spectrum or the other. And it's just it's the oh, being okay with that. 
right? Like it's okay. Like we're all going through shit. Life isn't easy. That's all right. Yeah. But get, get curious about what get really have those self-awareness. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you just drinking for the sake of it? Are you drinking to celebrate? Are you, what did the, what is the reason behind it? Like, are you, are you drinking consistently just to, just to numb the pain all the time? If that's the case, well, you may want to have a, you may want to take a step back. If you have it under control, you can get shit done. You'd use it as a celebratory thing. Awesome. Right. But be real with yourself and understand like also be comfortable with being able to speak up and go, man, I need to take a step back from this. You're not, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with having, uh, realizing that you like that it may be an issue. There's an issue in our society everywhere you go. I need drinking has to be the solution. Every like it's, it's everywhere. It's ingrained into our society. And it's even more prevalent in Australia than here, right? It's, it's very, it's such a fun way to celebrate with friends. There's so many good things about it, but there's also, like we said earlier, the dark side. So I think there's, there's great places. I think if that's a conversation, people are starting to be able to talk about that. Even like this, man, like one person could hear this and they can go, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not alone on this. You know, this may be like hard for some people to hear like, oh, this is cheesy bullshit. Oh, trust me. I was there. I was with you. I'm with you. I know it seems like that if this is the first time you're like listening to something like this, but trust me, like the more you start to like realize these things, the more you're going to be able to address the issue. And believe me, there's a lot of people that have the issue. They just don't really understand what that issue is. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, like I'm, I'm not like I'm not creating these, or I'm not here to, like to help people. But uh, if I can do it, like if I can, like I always, I always help my friends, or my friends help me, and we always share stories, or we always share like a meal or something, and like sharing these with you, like it's also like helping me to, I don't know, like keep. Um, more motivated in a way, you know, like keep going with the podcast, keep going with my life. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep managing bars. I mean, I like it. Um, But at this right now, this with this pandemic, this situation, it's really hard to be kind of like a full-time bartender or full-time manager. So, you know, I don't know where am I going to do, but uh, like, I don't know, man, like doing a podcast every week or every other week. um, It's kind of interesting. Like all the people that you can like connect with friends, old friends sometimes. For sure. Making new friends, making new people, sharing stories. I think that's a way to like, it's it's like helping, helping you and helping others as well. Dude, you're opening up a platform for people to listen, to know that it's all right to, to have some shit going on. Like that's the thing. And you are helping people just doing this, bro. Just talking. Somebody will get impacted by it. There's it's, it's important to offer that place for people. Right. And it's, I'm sure things will change. I'm sure like a lot, there's a lot more people addressing these things. Now there's a lot of sober bartenders. There's a lot of, I'm not saying that's what you have to do either. I'm just want your listeners to know I'm not preaching, go be sober. I'm just like, have some fucking self-awareness at where you're at with it you know 
like know that if it's a deeper rooted thing, that's up for you. That's up to you to figure out. Right. Like, and providing a platform like this, it's the same reason why I have university of adversity, man. I want to have a place where people can come learn about people's stories, learn about how adversity shows up in all different parts of your life, you know, mind, body, spirit, relationships, business, and it's okay, but it's to teach you how to learn to embrace that. And, you know, I get messages from people. They're like, oh, you know, I'm so, I'm so grateful to hear that episode of like, you, you talk to this person about this, like it completely changed my day. Like that is what it's all about. When somebody reaches out to you and says that, and you'll get that, that is like where the magic is, man. Like being able to have somebody that you've impacted, just one life impact somebody is, is what it makes it all worthwhile. So I highly encourage you to just keep it going. The best thing you can do with podcasting is just be consistent. Stick yeah. to a schedule at least once a week. Keep showing up. And, and you know, don't worry about downloads. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about all that bullshit. Just worry about and remember why you did it in the first place. Because a lot of times... I go through this every day. I start comparing myself to like big podcasters. Yep. And then I think, oh, well, why am I not there? Why is that, you know, and it's dangerous because it, it throws me off of why I did it in the first place. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I just wanted to give that to you, man, interject thank that because that's super important, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Lance. Well, thank you. Thank you for, um, like, thank you for your time. Thank you for your um, stories and like all the support that you give to people and friends and everything and man i wish i can uh, i don't know i wish i can be there with you right now like yeah bro we'd have a tequila to celebrate, yeah. celebrate. <laughs> i didn't get to have you have one with you earlier yeah um, but yeah you know it's yeah dude i'm super grateful to have you have me on here and i just um yeah, I, I, I like sharing my story and, and if it can help somebody, great. Because I want everyone to know, like, I was there. I, if you're struggling or um, – I was there. And I got out of it because of the choices I decided to make. And it's, it's not the big plans, the long-term goals that will change your life. It's the little habits that you do every day. And it's the things like, you know, sometimes it's eliminating things to get more things in your life. Like, it's it's – but yeah, I um, highly encourage everybody to continue listening to the show. And I know that you said that you interviewed Roderick and Andrew already. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> great guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's great, man. And I, I love what you're doing. And it's just, just you know, remember that um, there's, there's, there's people that need this out there. So anytime you want me to come on again, man, I'm happy to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We're gonna have a chat. We're gonna have another chat. <laughs> I don't know when, but yeah, for sure. Cheers, bro. Uh, you wanna share your um, like, um, what's the name of your podcast? And yeah, you have like sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you guys, uh, University of Adversity podcast. It's on all platforms. Um, we're slowly integrating onto YouTube as well. There's about 225 episodes now. Um, yeah, we've done well, man. We hit, you know, the top 20 in Canada on Apple, which was awesome. And it's been really good. I've been able to connect with some amazing people that it just blows my mind. So if you guys want to come check that out, 
it'd be awesome. I'd greatly appreciate, you know, if you guys get value, let me know. And, uh, yeah, I, to all the bartenders out there listening, like, uh, there's, there's a lot of, lot of good stuff or whoever's listening. There's a lot of good stuff out there that, that could probably help whatever situation you're in. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, and thank you, Lance. And, um, we definitely, it's gonna, we're gonna check your, uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Share it. Absolutely, yeah. man. See? Yeah. And Insta- Instagram and everything's just Lance. ECOs, Lance.ECOs. That's yeah, yeah. Instagram, there's a lot of like short videos and yeah, yeah. My team does a lot of we do podcast production too. I have a company called Mike Up Podcast Productions. We do done for you podcasts for people that don't want to do all the work themselves. We kind of package it all together so that you can just literally record it. And uh yeah, man. So yeah, my other Instagram I got hacked, so I'm starting fresh again. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Awesome. Well, Lance, thank you, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk soon, and we keep in touch. Sounds good, brother. All, All the right. best, man. Cheers, man. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.